Welcome to the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. In this episode, we are previewing week one in the NFL with a little twist. Connor and I are going to draft against each other some juicy spreads, over-unders on these games that we really, really like. So it's going to give us a chance to preview at least eight games in the upcoming schedule, ones that we are really passionate about, some storylines, some player matchups, whatever it is that we are looking forward to. But also, as you guys know on this podcast, we like to keep a little skin in the game. So we're going to each draft four. That's what we'll do every single week on this Thursday podcast. We'll keep score, and then we'll have a final record between the two of us at the end of the year. And I don't know. You guys will have to come up with something that the loser has to do or the winner gets to do. I'm Trevor Sycamore. With me, as always, is my co-host, Connor Rogers. Let's read that. Welcome to the opening bell of the NFL Stock Exchange podcast. I'm Trevor Sycamore. That's Connor Rogers. Joining you guys for the first time live for the 2022 season. Getting you ready for kickoff here on Thursday night. Football with the Bills and the Rams. Connor, how we feeling, man? It's, it's our first time doing this bad boy live. How do you feel? Dude, it's awesome. This is going to be a little Thursday tradition for us. Um, this will be the live stock exchange show of the three per week. Woo! This is a time where you can sneak those mailbag questions in at the end. We're going to be previewing the weekend, not just Thursday night football. This is going to be a lot of fun, dude. I can't wait. Yeah, I was an idiot and uh, forgot to ask for questions for the mailbag this week. So we have one. We have one that somebody All right. does, and it's a rogue question, but it's actually a really good question. So we'll end the show with that, and um, it's actually a, a really good one. So you guys can look forward to that, and I promise I won't be dumb from this point forward, uh, and, and we will actually ask you for your questions so we can make sure that we get a mailbag in here every single week. Before we uh, dive into what we're doing this week, which is we are drafting – what's the best way to say this? We are drafting – Picks. games that game we are picks. going to pick right we're drafting game picks so instead of just going through every team in the nfl every matchup because we know there's like some that are good but there's some that are stinkers instead what we're going to do is we're going to take all the games and say okay here's the spreads here's the over-unders let's draft against one another which ones that we think are more likely to hit connor's gonna get his four i'm gonna get my four snake draft style of course you guys know on this podcast and we'll keep score. So we'll keep score all 17 weeks of the regular season, 18 weeks actually, of the regular season. And then we'll kind of have a final record at the end of the year. So it puts a little bit more fun of skin in the game and, and ownership of the picks that we have. I think this, Connor, I think this will be a fun way to do it. I, I've, I've done a lot of game preview pick shows before, but this is the first time we've ever thrown this draft element of it into it. This is what we do, dude. For people that have listened to the previewing every single NFL week. We were talking about this. We're like, how far do we go into the college week? And, and we came to the conclusion that, you know, for those who, who have missed it, Tuesdays we are going to be doing a mar- our mostly college-heavy stock watch kind of show. This is a good way for us to ramp up into the NFL week while keeping the classic drafting theme. Yep. Well, uh, before we get kicked off, you guys have like an hour and 15 minutes left to download PFF's app on the app store if you have an apple device you can go see it pff or pro football focus search it you'll be able to find it and when you download it you can get everything that we have on there completely unlocked totally free it's got the fantasy football analysis it's got the betting edge stuff a lot of things that we'll be referencing here on this show it's got all the news rumors articles injury report updates everything man go check it out if you don't have the app go download it now uh pff anywhere that uh you if you have an apple device it's anywhere on the apple store you can check it out pff or pro football focus connor uh as i always do 
because I try to be as gracious as possible. I'm going to give you the first pick here. It's snake draft style, so you're picking first, and then I'm going 2-3. Unless you'd rather go 2-3, I'll give you the choice. I'll be a true host about it. Which you rather go first, you want back-to-back here. What do you want? Classic, humble, gracious, uh, so selfless Tampa Bay Trey style here. And I am going to actually take the first pick. Uh, I, you know, I... There's one that I feel really strongly about, and it's week one. I will warn you, like, and you know this, but the audience, I, nothing will humble you like week one. You know nothing. You're not privy to any of the surprises around the NFL. There's just so much unknown. That's why week one's always the hardest. What I do know, Trevor, or what I think I know, and people mm-hmm. can roast me if I'm wrong, is that the Saints should beat the Falcons by a touchdown, people. Come on now. You got to be kidding me. Two field goals, a touchdown, whatever you want to call it. The Saints uh, are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Yes, they are going to Atlanta. That's why this is not up to a touchdown yet. Trevor, I know they traded Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. They still got a really good defense, and the Falcons just don't have a lot of weapons to overcome that. And at the end of the day – Man, I just think the Saints offense is not going to face much resistance in this game. I think the short passes to Alvin Kamara. I think Michael Thomas will be itching to go, ready to go. I know he's been a little banged up recently again, but he'll be ready to go out of the gate. That offensive line is still good. I, I'm This line surprised me that I had to have it. I like the Saints minus five and a half. Yeah, and it's moved a little bit more towards the Saints. I think this one opened up around four, four and a half. And so we're getting a little bit more towards New Orleans as people were basically thinking exactly what you were thinking. Public's there's, on it. There's there's no way that uh, that they were going to lose this game or even not win this game uh, by close to a touchdown or more. And it makes sense, right? You look at the Atlanta Falcons last year. That defense was bad. And Connor, it really, it didn't get much That's, better. What do they do? It really didn't. They were the third worst defense in the NFL when it came to uh, coverage and an EPA per play perspective. And that was with AJ Terrell being an elite corner on one side of the football. They still had the third worst numbers with EPA per play given up during uh, against the pass. And you're going up against a team that Jameis Winston loves to pass the football, right? They're getting Michael Thomas back. Not only is he healthy, well, mostly healthy to this point, he doesn't hate New Orleans anymore, which is nice. Nice. That's not, good. Good stuff. That's you plan. Uh, they also it's added. important here. Oh, they, they added Chris Olave, traded up to go get him. And so uh, that was a big addition there. And then I, I really like the addition of Jarvis Landry as well. I think that that goes under the radar. So this is going to be a really good New Orleans Saints team. I think they start to prove that right out of the gate. And um, I agree. This was a. This was this one you liked? This was definitely on my list. This definitely, yeah. So I, I wrote down eight that I was most comfortable with. And this was absolutely one of my eight. It wasn't in my top three, though. Wow. It was not in my top three. Wow. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I'm just wild for that. Or You're what, doing the dirty bird over there. I, 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 don't know, <laughs> I don't know about all that. But uh, first game that I have, the number one, the, the, my number one seed, which I'm getting here at pick number two, I like the Packers covering a point and a half against the Minnesota Vikings. Interesting. Because we got the Vikings at home, and I know that it's a road game. Uh, I know that the wide receiver group is still unknown in Green Bay. We haven't seen anything yet. Alan Lazard has not practiced for two days in a row, which I'm a little bit worried about, but it looks like Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari are back. So if that's the case, I still trust Aaron Rodgers. 
to beat the Minnesota Vikings because that's what that is. That's what this is, right? If we're talking a point, point and a half spread, you're basically saying, do you think the Packers are going to be the beat the Vikings? I do. And even outside of Aaron Rodgers, I look at this Packers defense and I think this is going to be one of the best Packers defenses that they have had during this stretch of really good play, playoff runs, all that. So I think that it's going to be a really great matchup between Jair Alexander and Justin Jefferson. I hope we get to see that a lot. Uh, Brian Gutenkun said earlier this summer that Jair Alexander has the talent to be somebody who can move around the defense and almost play that shadow coverage role where it doesn't matter where Justin Jefferson's lining up. Now, I will say, because I've looked up the numbers on this, Jair Alexander... Because of his size, you might think, okay, this is a guy who's played inside out a lot. He's got a lot of experience in the slot. He really doesn't. He's played over 2,500 career snaps on the outside and only 300 in the slot. Justin Jefferson, meanwhile, over the last two years, about 30% of his routes have come from the slot. So I'm very curious to see how they deploy Alexander against Jefferson. But for the most part, as a whole, I think the Packers are beating the Vikings. Therefore, I'm going to take them to cover the point and a half. What do you think about this one? I agree. I, so I do every game anyway for a pick and pool. Um, that's It's a lot of fun. It's just an easy way to get out in front earlier in the week and, and go through every game. And I, I took Green Bay. Now, they weren't in my top three for this show tonight because I think it's part of me buying so much into Minnesota's offense and fantasy this year that it kind of like poisoned oh, my brain. Big, like big Kirk Cousins guy. Yeah, yeah. We're a big yeah, Kirk Cousins it. believer. Yeah, Kirk Cousins with Kevin O'Connell. Um, but no, I listen, it almost made me forget like, man, Green Bay is so good. The defense is so good. They're loaded at corner. They can rush the passer. They're very athletic in the middle of the field. I am fascinated, fascinated, and not in a, uh, you know, being a jerk kind of way, not in a sarcastic way, to watch their offense. Because, listen, watching Devontae Adams catch passes from Aaron Rodgers for the last decade or whatever has been a lot of fun. Aaron Rodgers is really good, too, without Devontae Adams. They are going to be very creative with the pass game with Aaron yep. Jones. People, for whatever reason, have completely forgot about Big Bob Tunyon, who is <laughs> Bobby. Seems to be healthy and I think is going to have a pretty good game as well. And and they got, you know, not great wide receiving talent, obviously, but because of that, people are overlooking them, their offense as a whole, whether it's the line, the multiple backs, Green Bay, you're right, Trevor, they should win this game uh, by at least two points. And, and I picked them to do the same. Who are you going with for your back-to-back pick though? Okay. So for my back-to-back pick, so, okay. Uh, uh, laying some ground rules here because we are awful at putting the ground rules at the beginning and then announcing them. Yeah. The next show or the doing. next month. Yeah. <laughs> once, once, if, if I pick a game, like if I pick the spread or the over under, you can't pick anything from that game. Correct. Like that's, that should be what we're going with. That is that game will not be talked about again on the show. In okay, any capacity. Okay, okay. As, all right. As long as we're clear for my second overall selection here. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers facing the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm going to hit not the spread, which the Bucs, I believe, are favored by two or two and a half, depending on where you look. I'm going to go with the over-under. Because the over-under for this game right now, I believe, is set at 50.5. That's what I'm looking at right now. So 50 and a half points, I'm going the over. These were two teams that were in the top five of scoring last year. I get it. There's been a lot of exodus, whether it was Cedric Wilson, whether it was Amari Cooper, how much can you lean on CeeDee Lamb? Is Michael Gallup going to be a go? It looks like there's a chance he might play this weekend. 
Is Chris Godwin going to play this weekend? Eh, probably not. But still, I think there's plenty of firepower. Fire up Julio Jones, baby. Fire him up. Let's do it. Wear number six now. It's dude, what a what a look. It it saved his career as a Buccaneer. Julio Jones is catching is catching eight touchdowns this year. You heard it here first. Okay, so he's just an Atlanta Falcon in his prime. Uh, actually, that would have been like three Yeah, he touchdowns. used to catch like three touchdowns a year in his prime. Yeah, that was Atlanta. actually being generous. So I do. I, I think that there is enough firepower between these two teams to light it up more than 25 and 25. Like, I, I think that we are getting a low 30s, mid 30s score between these two teams. The defenses have some nice players on them, but I don't think Trayvon Diggs is going to be quite the interception machine that he was last year. Demarcus Lawrence, strong run defender last year, but didn't really flash as a pass rusher. Michael Parsons is going to be an absolute animal, no doubt about it, but he is just one man, although a wrecker of a one-man machine on that defense as well. I guess you're right. He could do the Doctor Strange thing where he maybe he's multiplying into multiple people on the field, but uh, look, Buck's defense is good as well, but I got faith in Dak Prescott. I think C.D. Lamb is about to light the world on fire. I think we're about to see some fireworks, just like we saw open the season last year. Cowboys and Buccaneers, a lot of fireworks in that game as well. I'm going over 50 and a half here for Tampa Bay and Dallas. It's a lot of points, but I'm with you. I like it. It's fun. It's it's one of those games where you're rooting for the points. You're rooting for, you know, obviously to see Dak without um, Amari, you know, how CD Lamb functions as a volume number one. The Bucks, man, what is there to say? Even if Godwin's not ready to go, they are just so, so deep at wide receiver. It is just unbelievable. Um, both of those lines, I think, will be okay in that game. I know Dallas has dealt with a lot of panic over the summer, but I think both lines will hold up enough that there will be a, a lot of points in that game. So it's funny you took an over for your second pick because for my that second funny, pick, isn't it? I'm taking an under. And Ooh. it's set really low. So th- I'm basically telling you I have no what? offensive expectations. Can I guess? Can I yeah, guess? Yeah, I think you know it. Is it Niners-Bears? No. Oh, okay. That one's at like 40. It's yeah, like that's four- insane. <laughs> that, one's at, that one's at like 40 and a half. And I was like, oh boy. Okay. They are telling you in Niners Bears that they think the Bears won't score and the Niners will be running out the clock in the second half with that Basically, total. That's what like, Vegas is telling you. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I think the Bears are, f- no, no, no. The, uh, the Niners, of course, are favored touchdown by favorites? a touchdown. Yeah. So the over-unders at 40. And they're favorite road favorite touchdown seven. favorites. Road touchdown favorites. They think the Bears are gonna stink. Yeah, I mean so, it's there's some okay. disrespectful road favorites. The the Niners being a touchdown over Chicago at Chicago. The Ravens being a touchdown over the Jets at the Jets. That's Vegas telling you like you guys are really bad. Um. So okay. So what I am taking is under 42 for Carolina against Cleveland mm. and. There was a big part of me I had written down. This is one of my favorites to pick. I was going to just go straight up with Carolina covering a point and a half against the Browns, but I feel more comfortable even with the under in this game. I just don't see a lot of offense here, Trevor. I think both teams are going to try to get the run game and short area pass game going early. I think it's not really going to come out of the gate in an overly explosive fashion and that they will try to start actually throwing down the field a little bit when things open up in the second half, but not enough to make up this ground. I, this, to me, will be a game that ends somewhere in the teens, most likely, and that's that's not getting over uh, that 42-point mark. I, I'm kind of surprised this wasn't even at 39, 38. 
I think we got a low-scoring, ugly game. You know Baker is going to be fired up to play the Browns, but the Browns have a good defense. And on the other end, with Jacoby Brissett, the Browns are going to try to run the ball. So I think this is a fast-paced game that does not have an overwhelming amount of touchdowns. I wasn't touching this one. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I was not touching. Well, this you're a little game. skeptical it's, on Carolina. You've been consistent with I'm, that. I'm super skeptical on Carolina. Obviously skeptical about what the Browns are going to be because on paper you take away quarterback and this Browns roster is one of the best Excellent. in the NFL, right? So it's, it, 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 it's elite at so many different positions, but what is Jacoby Brissett going to be for them? He has been a, I'll, I'll say successful spot starter, a couple of instances throughout his career, but how much does that matter now as an 11-game starter, knowing mm. that he is the guy there? Is he going to be able to give you that same kind of ability, especially right out of the gate for this Cleveland Browns team? On the I'm road. Sure. And then, right, on the road, of course. And then uh, Baker is just, this is such an emotional game for Baker yes. Mayfield. If, if you told me that Baker Mayfield is going to throw for like 300 yards and three touchdowns, all right, I'd believe you. That's wild, but I'd believe you. If you told me that Baker Mayfield was going to try to do way too much and would throw like 200 yards and one touchdown, one pick, like you'd be like, all right, that's probably pretty standard for it too. So the range of outcomes for Browns Panthers was way too wide for me to be able to touch it. But look, if you think that, these teams are going to be able to come out and play the kind of brand of football that they want to play. I think we're probably going to get that over. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't be touching this one. You're uh, you're a braver man than I for doing it, but uh, Hey, bold choice. You're going with uh, you're, you're going with a high scoring affair. And anytime that's the case, uh, that's a fun football game at least. So who you got next? Yeah. This is one of those games where you're like, man, you're right. You just you don't know what's going to happen. So I think that my ultimate outcome is I think not a lot is going to happen is kind of what I took away from it. So, all right. My next one here, I'm going to go back to a spread and it's a big one. I'm going to take the Steelers getting almost a touchdown against oh, the Bengals. They were yeah. on my list. This is on my list. I, I just man, I know they got blown out one time last year for sure against the Bengals. I get it. Right. Number one. It's crazy. They lost 41 to 10 at the end of November, that game. The Steelers just with, and they lost by two touchdowns in the September game, but the Steelers just had nothing going with Big Ben at quarterback. And let's not forget how good this defense is. I'm not saying the Steelers are going to outright win this game. The Bengals are favored by a touchdown for a reason. They are a damn good football team, and they are home. They were just in the Super Bowl. They have a ton of young ascending talent. The offensive line's a lot better. But I still think it'll be an interesting game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout in the sense that, you know, the books are kind of telling you. I think the Steelers' defense keeps them around the entire game. I think that they will be able to uh, move the ball a little bit with Trubisky. I don't think he's going to have this overwhelming resurgence that some people are hoping for or expecting. But I think the Steelers have enough weapons. I am fascinated to watch their offensive line. That's where my big concerns lie for the Steelers. But I think this game will oh, knock okay. it out of hand. I, yeah. Well, I, I was just going to say, you mentioned the offensive line. I was just going to say, which offensive line? Because I think that the interior for the Bengals is also a big I, X factor point, I guess I'll say, for this game because you've got the very experienced, very talented Cam Hayward going up against either Cordell Volson, who's a rookie playing point. left guard, or Alex Kappa, who's a brand new right tackle playing on this line. So, I mean, that's a major sticking point because if, if Hayward can kind of have his way in the middle, which he has with a He's lot so of really good, good offensive yeah. lines, then that's some quick pressure on Burrow. 
Uh, all of a sudden, you really got to go to your quick passing game. You can't be sitting back there. You can't be. I you, you can't be doing what the Bengals want to do, which is I think really stretch the field on you and let drop Burrow back let passing. It fly. Yeah, so that's the, that's the biggest area of concern for me. But that line, it's dude, a lot of points. And I get last year they're te- like last year. Obviously, the Steelers got blown out by them and lost pretty badly the time before that. So. I just think the Steelers team is going to be a little different this year. I think they're going to be ready to play. I don't think they'll – I'd be surprised if they won. I'm not surprised. I'm not saying they'll win, though. But I definitely think they'll hang around at a minimum. This was th- – th- this might have been one of the next picks that I make. So this was a, this was a solid selection versus, versus the board that I had on here now because I was thinking about this game. Mike Tomlin getting six and a half. Come on, man. Maserati Mitch at quarterback, Maybach well, Mitch. I have some reservations there, but yeah, still better than still better than what was left of Big Ben. Mini Cooper Mitch. I don't know. I mean, I can keep going. You know, I, any car that Mini starts with Mitch. M. Let's call him Honda Civic Mitch. No, it's got to be an M. You go, you go uh, like Mazda. You go like Mazda Mitch if you want to yeah, go. Like not Maserati. Mitch. Sorry. Mid- <laughs> what do not, you got? Not, not Maybach Mitch. No, no, no. That's that's not doing it for you. Okay, all right. The next. Next team I got, I got a little back-to-back here. I'm going to go Thursday Night Football. I can do that. Game hasn't, game, hasn't, game hasn't happened yet, right? Podcast right before the game. Yeah. I'm not cheating. I don't got any inside information. I'm going Bills, baby. I'm going Bills. You are? Cover. Okay, I am I'm going, not. I'm going, I'm going Bills to cover the two and a half. You think, uh, do you think the Rams are going to win the game? No, I think the Bill, if I really had a nitty-gritty pick, I think mm. I think the Bills are going to win by like a point. I think this line is... This is my most perfect line of the week in my eyes. Like I looked at all the lines and I was like, that's the one that's like on the money. I think this is going to be a one point game, maybe a two point game. I I couldn't, the bills are really good. The bills hype is as crazy as I've ever seen it it in my lifetime. It's too high. It's a, it's a, I want to be like this. If the bills lose this game, it's not panic city for me. It's a tough game. The Rams just won the Super Bowl and you're flying across the country. Right. Like I think the expectations are almost unfair at this point. I think the expectations are way too high in the Bills, and that's not even to say that it's too high. I don't think they can achieve that ceiling. The NFL, the margin for error, and the level of competition between the worst team and the best team, or actually I should take that out. I should say like the teams that are good in the NFL, it's so small. It might be just one single possession. One single. It was. Well, it was against the Chiefs. You're right. Yeah, it was. So I think that this is going to be a really close contest, but the fact that this one's less than a field goal, I like Buffalo in this one. Okay. Do you think Buffalo is going to be victorious? And I wanted to get some skin in the game for Thursday night. So I, like I wanted it. to, I wanted to do that. I wanted to make sure that we got that into the show. So I, I mean, you, you think it's going to be close contest. I mean, we've got Stefan Diggs going up against Jalen Ramsey. I'm not so much, I'm not, I don't know how much I'll shadow him because he hasn't in the past. They've only yeah. lined up twice in the past once in 2016 week 14, when the Jags were playing the Vikings and Diggs caught like a, 10-yard comeback route on him, and that was basically it. And then in 2020, in week three, the early parts of the COVID year, Ramsey was matched up against Diggs, and Diggs didn't really do anything except he did catch a touchdown on Ramsey. I remember that. So that's what obviously makes the highlights, and everybody talks about that and all and that. So I'm not sure how much Ramsey's going to shadow Stephon Diggs, but it's a great matchup there, getting to see Gabe Davis against this offense or that defense as well. Dawson Knox, newly paid Top five tight end, getting to show off whether or not he's worth that uh, fancy new contract. So I think there's a lot of fireworks. I think there's a lot of 
possibility for the Bills to score a lot of points. And I, I think it's going to take the Rams A game to keep up with them tonight. So I, I'm going to edge yeah. the Bills and, and I'll give it to the Bills here. I, I like two props in this game. I stayed away from the over-under. I stayed away from the spread. I liked um, Gabe Davis to score a touchdown, which is, you know, obviously – I would say a pretty popular pick, but it's still plus money by far. And Josh Allen to score a rushing touchdown as well. I I think they're going to do everything they can to take digs out of this game, which is good luck. Even when teams try that, it doesn't always work. But I think the Bills are heavily – the Bills have no fear of leaning on Gabe Davis if teams are going to do that this year. I'll say that. Speaking of not being able to stop somebody – Raheem Morris, I will say, when I was reading up about this game, the defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams, anytime he was asked about Josh Allen, either the first thing out of his mouth or the second thing out of his mouth was talking about how athletic Josh Allen was. And he was an unbelievable rushing threat last year, had the highest grade for, uh, had the highest rushing grade for any quarterback in the NFL. That was above Lamar Jackson, above Jalen Hurts for us last year. He had the most explosive runs of 10 or more yards, he had the most forced missed tackles per attempt. Like he was just a f- absolute force when he was able to break the pocket and make things happen with his legs. Raheem Morris is very, very aware of that. I'm curious to see how he's going to deploy his defense to try to stop it, whether it's kind of containing him a little bit with those defensive ends, those long defensive ends that he has, maybe using Ernest Jones or Bobby Wagner to spy him a little bit, one of his mm-hmm. inside linebackers. So that is going to be a telling tale, I think, of, of whether or not the Bills are going to be victorious and how much they win by is, a, is Josh Allen's leg there. Before we get to my next pick, Got to talk to people about our friends at DraftKings. You can get ready for week one action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official betting partner of the NFL. You bet just $5 on any football game, you get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, everyone can now experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. If you get up seven points, you win. That's it. Bet on any team in the NFL of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, You get paid instantly, even if your team loses in the end, which is, of course, great for you. DraftKings is a safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook now. Use the promo code PFF to get that $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's promo code PFF. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook, 21 or older in most states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. One per new customer, minimum $5 deposit and wager, $200 issued as eight $25 free bets. So that means that you guys can come back to this podcast every Thursday. Um, at least eight weeks in a row and just put your $25 on something, whatever you think the most compelling argument is that we made. That's a good way. It's a good way to come back. Next one I got. You know what, Connor? I'm going a little bit against the grain on this one. Okay. I'm going to, I like I'm that. Go, I, I feel like I'm going up against popular opinion here. Going against I, the public. I got the Raiders getting three and a half on the road at the Los Angeles. So did I. That was one of my next ones. That was my next one. Okay, so I got them getting three and a half points. Brother, it's too many points. Too many points. With J.C. Jackson out of this, because it looks like he's not going to play in this game, that seriously limits, I think, what the Chargers are going to be able to do on the back end of their defense. They have Michael Davis, who's a taller corner, but Asante Samuel Jr. is a smaller corner. 
Bryce Callahan's a smaller corner, and they got to go up against Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro is one of the best separation short yardage guys in the NFL. Darren Waller is an absolute mismatch animal, and Devontae Adams is, of course, if not the best wide receiver in the NFL. He's top two, top whatever. So I think that this group with Derek Carr, what they what they know they're going to have to be able to do to make up for that defense, which is not very good with the Raiders, I think guns are going to be a blazing for this one. Them getting more than a field goal is the thing I like the most. I think this is going to be a cutthroat matchup, but them getting three and a half is the line that I like. So I'm going to go with the Raiders here as the road team getting those points. Man, it's I love it. I absolutely love it. It would have been my next pick. Um, it's listen, lot, lot, lot of hype around the Chargers, and, and I get it. I think Herbert's going to have just a mammoth year. It wouldn't shock me if he finishes as the fantasy QB one this year. I think that they are loaded on defense. You mentioned J.C. Jackson inj- injury; that's a big one. I think the Raiders are not going to be. They're going to be no joke this year, right? They're not just going to get rolled over in that division. I know it's a brutal division. I know the Chiefs are awesome. I get it. The Chargers have a lot of hype. The Broncos with Russ. But the Raiders made a lot of moves this offseason, a lot of big moves as well. And I think they're one of those teams, the Raiders, that maybe at the end of the year, the division record isn't isn't great. It's not what you hoped for. But the division games, the differential, I think it's going to be really tight. I think they're going to play a lot of close division games. And I think that starts week one, like you said, Trev. More than a field goal just seems like a little too much. So yeah, we'll see. Yep. Really looking forward to right before you get to your, I just wanted to mention really yep. looking forward to that uh Rayshon Slater versus Chandler Jones matchup. Because Chandler Jones probably gonna be the one that's playing that right outside linebacker spot while Max Crosby plays that Leo spot on the left side of the defense. Those two guys are gonna be going up against each other. And Chandler Jones, for as great of a pass rusher as he has been. He's not the best run defender, and I will say that Rayshon Slater graded out really well as a run defender as a rookie. So I'm thinking that he takes that up an, another notch, and so we're going to be all watching the pass rush reps. Where that's that thing that gets the money, and that's what we're going to be paying attention to. But pay attention to the run blocking reps from Rayshon Slater too. If he can bully that left side of the line of scrimmage, that might be a different difference maker in more than just the pass rush game. Like a lot of people are going to focus on with that matchup. So I wanted to say that before you uh, moved on to your last pick. Last pick, I mentioned this one earlier, and this was not, uh, I wouldn't call it an emergency pick, but we went through a lot of the ones already on both ends that I really liked. So now we're getting a a little bit further down here where, you know, you're like, okay, I I feel okay about this. I'm going to take the Niners beating the Bears by a touchdown. And man, I know it's at Chicago. I get it. It's sounding like George Kittle might not play in this game. He has a groin injury. He's not practiced this week. That's big especially when you're trying to get a young quarterback going and Trey Lance, Trevor, and and listen, Justin Fields had a really strong finish to the preseason. That was really promising. I don't know how Chicago can block the Niners up front. I I don't, I think it totally ruins the game. Honestly, I I think it totally ruins the game. I think Nick Bosa is going to have two sacks in this game. I think the defensive line is going to feast. I think it's going to put, if if, I know Trey Lance has been up and down, over the summer so far but if san francisco can get any kind of a lead in this game and chicago is forced to start to drop back and throw a lot with a young quarterback who is you know getting better but doesn't have the most around him i think it puts him in a really bad spot where san francisco can win this game by more than by a touchdown or more i this just feels like a lot of things are not going the bears way 
in this matchup at all. And it just all starts with blocking that Niners front four. I just, I don't see it. Feels like the only thing going the Bears way is that Kittle might not play now, right? Yeah. The groin injury. So it's I gonna think be a very heavy Debo game. It will. I mean, it will be a heavy Debo game, but obviously, you know, George Kittle can be a great blocking tight end as well. So that, that would have been something that make it a little bit easier. I just trust Kyle. I, I do too. Right. I do too. I, I think that Kyle is one of those, you know, I, I went into my season predictions coming up with my final win loss records. And I really did not think that I would like the Niners as much as I did. But every time I went through each week and I looked at the Niners matchup and I was just you like, sell yourself on it. I just trust Kyle Shanahan. He's just, a, he's just a damn good coach. Good coaches win in this league, man, especially I- when they have, Though that kind of defense behind Demico it. Ryan's, and I think yes. the, I think the 49ers defense is going to be one of the best in the NFL this year. I, I I'm higher on that aspect of their team maybe than anything else. I think D'Amico Ryan's will pick his job at the end of this year. That's what I think. And basically, how I'll play it until I see a reason not to. When the Niners are playing a team that has a questionable offensive line and either a young or questionable quarterback, I will always take their points. I will always take them to cover. Uh, we'll go through. So actually, your four. I'll, I'll name your four and my four, and then we'll. Uh, I want to get to some comments in, in the chat. Uh, you had the Saints to cover five and a half, playing the Atlanta Falcons. You had the Panthers Browns over forty two and a half. Correct. Under under forty two. Under under forty two and a half. Under forty two and a half. Steelers getting six and a half versus the Bengals. Uh, and then you have the 49ers to overcome. What was it? Was it seven? Was it officially six seven? and a half? Six and a half. All right. Like, uh, uh, all right. Half points matter. I'll give you. I'll give you six and a half. Yeah, so, you will. Vegas so, is. So, you so, will so, too. So, so seven yeah. in some places. Yeah. I'll give you. I'll give Let's you six try. Maybe six and a half. Uh, and I have the Packers to cover point and a half on the road against the Minnesota Vikings. I got the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys going over fifty and a half total. Bills covering that two and a half point spread against the Los Angeles Rams here on Thursday Night Football. And then I've got the Raiders getting that three and a half points as my final pick there. So we're going to keep score. We're going to keep score all year. Uh, and then obviously have our combined records when week 18 is all done. And uh, we're going to, we're going to have, we're, we're gonna, we'll do something for it. I don't know what we're going to do. Maybe I got to buy a Jets jersey. You got to buy a Bucks jersey. I will jersey never make you like, do that. I don't know. Look, the new Jets jersey, I don't hate, man. Actually, I'd probably buy a throwback Jets jersey. There you go. Now you're getting it. I might I might buy a current players throwback Jets jersey. Can all I right. do that? Is that allowed? Yeah, I I guess. Cuz people do that with the Bucks all the, all the time, it, right? Like, I they, I see it in the NFL shop and I'm like, I don't know if I I'm on board with it. They'll take like Tom Brady and they'll make like a creamsicle jersey out of it. Yeah, you know? which they don't wear those anymore, right? Uh, so it's like they're bringing them back. Though. They are, I, and I'm glad they are. Aren't they very controversial? I don't know. I don't know how they're beautiful. I love. I lo- they're great uniform. I love the. I love the. Uh, I love the 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 cream. No, it is funny when you see like the the Jets all black uniform, and it's like Joe Namath. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like uh, right. I get it, but right. I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like. like I have one. I have one Jets jersey. I have Wait, the nineties. No way you only have one Jets jersey. Oh yeah, I have one Jets jersey, and it's a like borderline recent purchase. I am not a uh, a big football jersey guy. Were you ever like? Have you? Oh yeah, when them? I was a kid, when I was really young. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. 
I have a 90s Keyshawn Johnson jersey. You king. That's it. You absolutely. And we can align can. there. We can. Yep. I think at one point I had a Bucks red red and pewter Keyshawn Johnson. Jersey. Love it. Because because who didn't, right? You know, I he mean, was, he Keyshawn was, was the jersey. Wherever he was at the moment. Actually, Mike Allstott was the jersey. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but you got to wear your shoulder pads when you go out. You do. You actually, yes. You have that's to wear shoulder issue. pads. That's the issue. Yeah. That's the that's the way that it is. Um, TGL said it was TGL is getting on us about picking the Raiders over the Chargers this season. I'm no, no, not no. taking the Raiders to finish better than the Chargers. I don't just the points. Here. Yeah, just the game. Just one game. They could lose, and we're still we could still be right. Just the yeah. points. Yeah. Well, how we stay around in this business? We could lose, and we could still be right. You know, Logan Hurst saying uh, he's running through a brick wall for Dan Campbell. What do you think? What do you think of the Lions? I had I ended up having the Lions at seven wins this year. I think I, I got them at seven. I'd be right around six or seven. Okay. All right. Yeah. I Look, I I was really scared of that game because the Eagles are going to be really good. But uh, yeah. think about how caffeinated Dan Campbell's team is for Week One. Like, <laughs> if this was like October, I'd be like, ah, it's going to be more than caffeine, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I think the Eagles win, and I do think they cover, but I was afraid of it. I think people are have gotten a little unfair with the Lions as well. They won three games last year. Like, if six. you're expecting them to win nine-plus, you're out of your mind. No, 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 no. I think six. I think six, six or seven's six. fair, and I, I'd be like, hey, they're moving in the right direction. Uh, Sebastian asks this, what will be more crucial, the Rams wide receiver and tight end against the Bills DBs or the Bills front seven against the Rams O-line? I would go Bills front seven. Oh, see, I would go Bills DBs just because they don't have Trey White. And Kyer Elam's going to start, and he's a he's a rookie, right? So it's like— Sure. They played without White for a while last year, though. They they did. They did. But, you know, we—I mean, the safety duo is great. I think this is, this is a good question. I, I normally lean up front, so I normally would have agreed That's with why, you. That's why, yeah. While, while I was just saying that out loud, I was like, ugh. It's, no a, it's a really good question. No there's not, like, an easy answer. No Trey White in a rookie corner going up against Alan, a rejuvenated Allen Robinson and a guy who almost caught 2,000 yards last year in Cooper Cup. It's going to be tough. Not to mention Tyler A.B. So, oh, we've got a Miata Mitch. So, we've got another Mitch nickname there. Miata, I like that. That's good. Okay. Good, good, good. Shout out for Cordell Volson as I'm scrolling up here. Jesse also thinks the Bears are going to sting. All right. Welcome we, to Thursday nights on the stock exchange. We would agree. We would agree. Yeah. There was some Jets talk at the top. I'm trying to. Uh, Cody. Cody wants to know where the Roy Lopez jersey is. Yeah, I know you just said you're not a jersey guy, but no, no, no. But I, here's the thing. I will gladly get jerseys for like a like special occasions, like a cause, like a good. Yeah, cause. yeah, yeah. Like I, it's true. There needs to be on the brick on certain shows the Roy Lopez jersey behind me. Yeah, that's that would like, be a great, that would be a nice touch. Yeah, I I don't think I'll wear it on the show, but I'll gladly hang it behind me on the brick. That would that would be a very nice touch. Uh, if okay, I get well, if I find my if I find some uh, old shoulder pads that I can wear with the Roy Lopez jersey, <laughs> I'll wear it on the show. If you still have shoulder pads, you're just laying around as a thirty year old adult. Your, your girlfriend's about to throw them out or move out. One of the two. Yeah, one of the two. Be alarming. One of the two. Okay, before we get to our lone mailbag question of the week, because I'm an idiot, got to talk to you guys about our newest partner, revolutionizing the world of sports betting and fan engagement. 
by making sports fandom profitable. That company is Symbol. And I bought some stocks on some teams. I'm going to let you know in a second when I'm done with this ad. Symbol is the stock market for sports. They were a PFS sponsor last year, and now they are back for this football season. Symbol lets you trade pro and college teams like stocks and even earn cash dividend payouts when your teams win. Symbol took the thrill of sports betting and combined it with the profitability of the stock market to give you a platform where fortune favors the fan. You can download the Symbol mobile app on iOS by searching S-I-M-B-U-L-L in the App Store. Use the promo code NFLSE to help out the podcast and receive a free team stock valued up to $150 upon signing up. PFF teams getting in the Symbol action this season. Yesterday, I was looking at a couple of schedules as I was going through things, and I I bought a couple of shares of two teams so far. I did I dip my toe in the water? I went bananas today. You did you bananas? Okay, all right. So I dip my toe in the water a little bit because I want to see how week one goes. I should have done that because I'm I might be a coward. I bought a couple of shares of the Washington Commanders because I think that they opened the season against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think we're, we're making money there. I like the price line of where they were at. I think they were at 30 bucks a share. So I like where they're at. I think they're going to get the dub over the Jags this weekend. And then their schedule through the first five games of the season, it's pretty easy. So I'm hoping to capitalize on that, sell it maybe once we get to a quarter way through the season. Same thing with the Eagles. And the Eagles, I might hold on to them a little bit long-term. They were more expensive stock. But, dude, their schedule is so easy. Mm. It's so easy. It's one of the easiest in the NFL. I went through their exercise. And I don't know if you saw this. We, we did this on a daily show. I ended up having the Eagles going 13-4. and four. I believe I it. Never, I would have never thought that that would have been the case. And I went through the schedule, and I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't even find the losses. Well, the I division's the not any good. Schedule. Division's not any good, and everybody they play outside of the division stinks. Yeah. So it's great. So I uh, I bought some shares of Washington. I bought some shares of Philadelphia. Uh who you you went bonkers? Who you didn't you didn't dabble outside the NFL? Oh no, not yet. Not yeah. yet. Not yet. Who's so uh, NFL stock I bought expensive one, but I bought Chiefs stock that I'll hold the whole year because I know the beginning of their schedule is hard. Okay. I said we say that though, like the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Like, yeah, their schedule is hard, but everybody playing them is like, oh God, we have to play the Chiefs. So I bought Chiefs stock because, quite frankly, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, and I'm just going to ride it, ride that out the whole year. Uh, and then I just bought stock of my favorite teams just to endure more pain. I bought Rangers stock. I bought Mets stock. <laughs> I had a time of my life. Why would you do that? I had the time of my life. No, 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 no. You got to counter. You got to hedge it. You gotta no. bet. You gotta bet the teams that your that your teams are playing. So either you're in a oh, yeah, right. happy kid inside, or you made money. That's a good point. Well, I, there was some logic to the Mets buy, which I mean, I say that, but the Mets schedule in September is like the, the easiest in baseball. So I'm like, ah, you know, maybe this will go my way. Uh, I thought the Rangers would start to get out of control if they start out hot this year, coming off the surprise appearance in the in the conference final last year. So I was like, let me get this now. Yeah, I had a good time. I had a really good time. All right. It's it's supposed to be about having fun. No, it is about having fun. I know it's about now, and, and now look, if your teams win, not only are you happy, double you the make fun. money. You make money. So yeah. all like all like the shots that you're gonna buy afterwards or the the the, the fancy They're on IPAs symbol. that you like to drink. Yeah, they're on uh, they're on they're on symbol. So you get uh, you get that. Just order me just order me a Coors Light with yours. I can I, I can keep it deal when that absolutely. Happens. Daniel said last year I sold the calves when I was using symbol. Which um, by the way, somebody in the comments said <laughs> I feel bad. 
They said, here we go. A real NFL commentary amongst the trash that's out there. What's up, guys? Let's go. And then we started reading the symbol ad, and he goes, and a commercial. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. We're sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the timing there, but it is it is football-related. Symbol, if you missed it, it's a cool way to have like a stock market amongst teams. And so uh, that's it's it. very it, it's just, uh, on brand for the show. It's just a way that you can uh, have a little bit more fun. You know, it's a different way to get some skin in the game, have some fun watching these, uh, watching these games. Daniel said last year, I sold the Cavs on symbol right before last season started like an idiot proceeded to go from one of the worst teams to almost making the playoffs. Could have made some, uh, could have made some serious money. Kevin said Donovan Mitchell. Oh, oh yeah, my they God. Do. Kevin said, not nah, emotionally hedging is lame. Go big or go home. That's right. All Good right. man. So, so he's on your team. So he's on your team. All right, let me pull up this one question that we've had. Cathal uh, asked this one. Big listener of NFLSC. So big shout out to him. Thank you so much for listening. His question is, who are you guys' picks to be the last winning, winless team, sorry, of oh. this season? He said, I've got a Jets ticket at 10 to 1 odds, which I think is a great value given their current quarterback situation with Zach Wilson out till week four. Uh, This is one of my favorite prop bets of the year, uh, and it never gets any airtime. Nobody ever talks about it. So he actually sent me the odds for the teams that have the highest odds to be the last winless team in the NFL. You got Houston Texans plus 350. Atlanta Falcons plus 450, Jets plus 700, Seahawks plus 1,000, Lions plus 1,000. And then you got the Chicago Bears at the let plus 1,100 and the Jaguars at uh, plus 1,300. I, I, it's tough to admit, but the, the Jets one is, is a good thought process because, man, they're not, if you were just making lines. Because what's the schedule? That's they, they, they wouldn't be favored, in my opinion, in a game if you were making lines today oh, yeah. until the Bears come to New York on November 27th. Oh, my gosh. It's so like after Thanksgiving. Dude, this is not good. It's So I get the thought process there. They got the Ravens, the Browns, Bengals, Steelers. They play the entire AFC North in, in a row. Like, how much does the league office hate the Jets? This schedule is, like, utterly ridiculous. That's pretty brutal. Utterly That's- ridiculous. They get they get a stretch where they get the Packers and the Broncos back to back. Obviously, they play the Bills twice because they're in their division. Texans have the highest highest odds, I think, because a lot of people think they're going to suck. But Texans' schedule is home versus the Colts. Okay, on the road against the Broncos, and then they got Chicago. They could beat they the Bears. The, they host the Chargers. Then they go to the Jaguars, and then they go to uh, the Raiders. So I don't think that that one's absolutely terrible. I would terrible. not take those odds at all. The Falcons, yeah. the reason the Falcons, Falcons aren't the highest is because they see Seattle week three. And mm. some people probably think they could win that game, and they could. But if if they lose that game, they're in big trouble for a while as well, like the Jets. I think the only other one, I just looked at the Jag schedule, and I wouldn't bet on the Jags either, I don't think. No, 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 no. There's too much Bears, variance Bears, there. Bears plus 1,100. They got Niners, Packers, Texans, Giants, Vikings, Commanders. Yeah, it's easy. I think, dude, I hate to say it, brother. I, I know. I get it. I, I get hate it. to say it. Well, without – and it, they're starting Joe Flacco. Like, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. It's <laughs> – I hate to say it, brother. It's kind of surprising they are not – they weren't top two. It was the Texans and Falcons. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe because maybe Vegas is really low on the Jacoby Brissett Browns. Maybe. 
But the Browns, uh, Evan, good Evan, a- Evan asked in the chat, uh, who do you like in an NFL Survivor League? Do you play Survivor League? I it's I hope I think it's the only thing I don't do. I just you, you don't do a Survivor League. I, at some point, you got to draw the line in the sand. You do. So. I, uh, I I am in a Survivor League. I'm trying to remember which team I picked. Um, who was it? It might have been the Eagles. Oh, okay. But the Eagles' schedule is pretty easy. No, it might have been the Commanders. I think it was the Commanders because the Commanders at home are at home against the Jags. I don't have a I don't have a ton of confidence in the Commanders. I don't have a ton of confidence in Carson Wentz. So I don't know how many other times I'm going to be able to pick the Commanders. Man, I picked Jacksonville to cover at a minimum. Oh, oh no, that's just, that would scare me a little bit if I were you. But it's week one's hard. Uh, week I would one pick the is Saints. Hard. I would you don't the want Saints. the obvious one. Saints one. Saints one should be a freebie. Boy, the Falcons better not win that game. That's all I've talked about. Tonight. And that schedule <laughs> is pretty difficult. Yeah, I'd be I'd be cool with 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 somebody picking the Saints because this is this is a dub. This is a dub here. I think you're good on those ones. I actually have another mailback question. Wow, all right, Chris, are you ready for this one? Let's do it. I didn't. I did not read this one ahead of time. So this is. The, I mean, we're firing from the hip here. Get uh, it, firing. The, the NFL. The Go NFL ahead. has expanded into the emerging markets of Westeros with a new division. The teams are the Lannisters, which are the Lions, uh, Targaryen Dragons, Winterfell Wolverines, Baratheon Bucks. Choose any head coach and QB to fit these houses. For example, I think Tom Brady would fit as Lannister. Yep. I mean, sure. Uh, knows how to play the game better than the rest. Yeah, no, that's actually a good one. Okay, so uh, Dan Campbell... Has to be a Baratheon, right? I mean, yep, he's the head perfect. Coach of the, the Baratheon Bucks. Um, I like. I mean, I like Tom Brady as a Lannister. So I did a stream for Bleacher Report, Game of Thrones NFL stream, and I put Brady in house Lannister. I, that feels like the right one. Josh <laughs> Allen is the Winterfell Wolverines quarterback. I wish Ryan Fitzpatrick was still in the league, so him and his beard could be the Winterfell yeah. Wolverines. It's got to be Josh Allen. I think Sean McVay has got to be the head coach with Tom Brady, right? With the Lannisters. Yep. Absolutely. So Sean McVay and Tom Brady. We got Dan Campbell. And who's Dan Campbell's quarterback? For the Baratheon Bucks? Yes. Tricky. It, this, this has to be like a serious, gritty. I mean, that might be Josh Allen. Gardner Minshew? <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> I think he's a Baratheon Buck. Maybe, I guess. It's gotta be. Who's gonna be who's gonna be a Targaryen? Oh, I mean blonde hair, so it's gotta be Trevor Lawrence, right? Yeah. Right? But he's not like the Targaryens. Yeah, well who who's gonna be who's like a Targaryen? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you think Aaron Rodgers is like a Targaryen? Yes, even absolutely. Though, even, even though his cameo in the show, he gets burned by one. Yes, he is absolutely every bit of a Targaryen. Okay. All right, I tried. Who's their coach? Who is their coach? It's got to be somebody like intense but strategic. That's a tricky part. That could have been McVay. Yeah, McVay's like, the Lannister Brady uh, McVay tree though is nice. It's on point. I don't think we. I don't think we can get rid of that one. I do agree with the blonde aspect of it. That does matter here. 
Tricky. What uh so Baratheon Bucks was Campbell and Minshew. Winner <laughs> Minshew. He's got it yeah. spinning. Yeah, somehow gets in the show. Well done. Uh Lannisters, we have Brady and McVeigh. You have Aaron Rodgers for the Targaryens and Ooh, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, that's it. For the Targaryens. Yeah, that's it. I feel that's like that's not the worst. I feel like Winterfell. That's not the worst. Uh Winterfell. This could be Robert Sala, maybe. It could be Robert Sala. Brian Dable, because he's because could be Brian, Brian Dable. Beard. I actually like Brian Dable. Brian Dable's probably the one. Let's go, Brian Dable. And then was Josh Allen this one? Do we want? Yeah, to Josh, Josh Allen's the king of the North. Okay. Oh, you know what? That actually fits. That actually fits. Yeah. I, see, Kevin said that Trevor Lawrence has the the the, the Lannister hair. <sighs> yeah. So Tom, Tom said Minshew is the Dornish QB. <laughs> oh, that is very good. So he's like the Viper. <laughs> that is very the Dor- House Dorn is a, a slept-on house. It is um, a very slept-on house. The hand. That's a good one. Rogers has the Targaryen flip of a coin. They're crazy vibes, that's for sure. Oh, I'm, I'm just reading the chat. Tom also said Frank Reich is Ned Stark. Reich is a I good Winterfell coach. Reich would be a good. Who's better, Dable or Reich? I think I'm leaning with Reich. I could even I could even go Doug Peterson honestly in that Dude, bucket you know as who, well. You know who's you know who's very Ned Stark, not in appearance at all whatsoever, but Sean McDermott. Oh yes. Sean McDermott is just, he's got Ned Stark qualities. And then you're pairing him with uh, Josh Allen. Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah, family coming together. You know what? The Starks didn't get, the Starks didn't get enough. Uh... Pain? <laughs> no, I was going to say the opposite. They didn't get enough happiness in Game yeah. of Thrones. That's so we a better point. So we great should, question uh, from yeah, Chris. That, that was that was a great question. I that one took a little bit longer for us to think about. I love but, crossover. Uh, Any football crossover content is like you and I is like that's that's our peak of podcasting. <laughs> Jake said Jake said the Cowboys should be in Game of Thrones in the Game of Thrones division uh for how their season ends every year. I assume <sighs> that he is quoting the uh if you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention from Ramsey Bolton. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. What, we'll end it there. A Ramsey Bolton quote. What a way to end the. Uh, yeah, it's what, probably what, time what, to go. What a way to end the podcast on, guys. Thank you so much for watching and watching the uh, the first live stream here. Uh, I promise not to be next week as we do the same thing. We'll have another preview draft where we're drafting the best games, our favorite games, our favorite spreads that we're looking forward to this weekend. Love y'all. I'm Trevor Sikama. That is Connor Rogers. We will see you guys Monday morning to recap everything that happened in the NFL in week one. See you guys then.